0: Welcome to Hockey Prospect Radio, your voice for prospect news and analysis on Sirius, XM, NHL Network Radio. Now, here's hosts Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. Welcome to Season 19, Episode 9, powered by Huddle Analysis, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide, and Junior Prospect Hockey League. Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level at juniorprospecthockeyleague.com. This week, we're going to chat about right off the top of the Carolina Hurricanes prospects. We're happy to bring in their assistant general manager, Darren York. Darren, thanks for coming on the show again. Brad and I always appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.
0: So we didn't get a chance to really chat with you a little bit after the draft, but not much in terms of your draft picks, particularly, you know, your first and second round picks. So let's start off with Bradley Nadeau and thoughts on him, you know, what you saw from him, particularly obviously with the Pendicton V's, and he had a monstrous offensive season in the BC Hockey League. I think he had somewhere between like, I think he had 148 points. So in about 71 games. So it was a little bit ridiculous in terms of his offensive output, but what has impressed me so far, and I caught a game, a couple of games of his uh, one particular against Boston university thoughts on him at the university of Maine and how he's made that transition into college hockey. Cause sometimes for freshmen, it's a little bit of a hiccup, particularly if you're a skilled player and you realize that, you know, some of the guys are a little bit built bigger, older, faster, although the BC hockey league does have its share of big, fast and older players as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, his transition has been, Seamless in little, maybe a little bit unexpected, just how quick he's been able to take his exact same game that he played in in Penticton and in transition it to, to the NCAA. Like it's, it's a big jump. No disrespect to the BCHL. It's a, it's a hell of a development league, but it is a big jump from the BCHL to the NCAA and dealing with, you know, less time and space. And all Brad has been able to do is, is match the challenge. So we're, we're incredibly in, in, impressed with, with him uh, and how he's able to, to take this next challenge and, and really flourish.
2: But Darren, just to touch up on that, I feel like one thing when it comes to the VCHL, and he's, such a, he's on such a dominant team, is there's so much experimentation they can get away with. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel he's done in terms of reining in the experimentation at the college level that he's not afforded to? And how, how do you feel he's streamlined his game in the right ways?
1: Honestly, it's been very similar. Like all the positives that he showed in Penticton, he's showing in in Pentichon, in um, in Maine. Like he, obviously, you you think of him, you think of the the shot and the goals, and he's been able to to follow that up with seven in in ten games with with Maine. But it's also the playmaking. I think that's where. Maybe as a as a draft eligible player, he might not have got the respect he deserved with being able to show vision, uh, especially under pressure because of maybe you want to downgrade the the league and the competition that he was playing against. But some of the games that that he's played with this season is his playmaking has been as impressive as his as his goal scoring. And being able to do that, um, you know, I know you guys referenced the the BU game, being able to do that against other top tier NHL prospects when time and space is at a premium has, has been impressive. Uh, so you add the goal scoring ability, you add the playmaking ability, and now you have this relentless motor that he again showed in Penticton and it's traveled with him to, to Maine. you have, you know, multiple NHL assets that we're, we're excited that he's been able to, to showcase once he's graduated from the, the BCHL.
0: Darren, does that show a level of not only mental maturity, but his ability tactically to see what's in front of him. And there's an opportunity to take advantage of a situation. And there's always a time that you sit back and you calculate the situation and then come back, retreat, and then go at it again and look for players' habits that you can exploit. Is that something about his game that you think has been seamless as well?
1: Yeah, obviously they're they're playing different systems uh in, in Maine than they were in in Pintecton. He's he's been able to adjust some of those tactics and, and getting a little bit quicker to the boards and making sure that he's an he's an option for their D to get out, you know, with with possession, um, a little bit more stopping starting in comparison to the bigger loops I guess he would have been taking in Pentacan. But in terms of being able to to recognize situations and process what he's seeing and then quickly get to his next. His uh, his next read is more the in- instincts and the the hockey sense that he was able to to show. And it's just now everything's happening quicker and he he's just adapted. Uh, it's It's really just the the sense and the hockey reading ability uh, using his body, processing that information, and then quickly getting on to the next read that he's been able to adapt so quickly.
0: Let's talk about Felix Ungersoram. He was a player that both Brad and I talked a lot about going into the draft. And from my perspective, I thought he was really, he's a nifty playmaker who is deceptive, creates time and space, not only for himself, but for his teammates. And he's actually quite, I thought he's quite adept at actually playing in small areas. You know, although, you know, he plays in a bigger ice surface, I think he, can adapt to a smaller ice surface because of a smaller, smaller, smaller ice game. And he's not the biggest guy and he does it quite effectively. Uh, Thoughts on him and how he's transitioned from really, you know, mostly playing junior 20 to now fully playing in the SHL.
1: Yeah. He's been amazing. Um, No way to, to sugarcoat it. He, he, he played, like you alluded to, he played junior hockey. He came over and played in the rookie tournament, and then he played in preseason games. Uh, say what you want about, you know, sometimes the the caliber of a preseason NHL game, but it's NHL players. And with him running a power play, you know, with us in the preseason, it was big-time hockey. He's able to, to, to keep a player that is bigger, stronger, or older than him on his back hip, no, no worry about it. He's able to then to hit the seam pass. He's not, he's not timid. He's not scared. He'll, he doesn't shy away. His transition from, you know, I guess we can say a year ago today, uh, going back to the U18s in in Plymouth um, in, in November and the transition and uh, the development curve that he's been on has been incredibly steep. So we're, we're thrilled. Um, he's, early 18 years old. So there's a lot of a lot of growth for for him. And we're excited that we were able to select him 62 overall last year.
2: Well, one thing that was really interesting about this player for Madero is that you, you look at the skill set, you look at his hockey sense and it you know it's incredible. It's A-rated in both the counts, but then I think the worry in his draft year was the toolkit, and it was it was my concern for sure was the toolkit, not the biggest kid, not the most explosive kid. How is he physically matured, and where are you with his skating? Are you are you comfortable with where where he's uh, projecting to be now?
1: Yeah, he's he's gained weight since um, since he probably right when he drafted him um, because of the numbers that we were able to get from development camp and then uh, and then training camp skating is not a concern like it's the challenge i think at times is evaluating skating when you're playing a, a different system so again he has to play what he's uh what he's being taught in in Lexington and with the the sweden national teams and it's a little bit more passive we play as about as aggressive as as possible in in the nhl and you have to be able to skate and he did not look slow so we're we're watching him in you know in the preseason, we're watching him in in our rookie tournament, and we're we're almost questioning where, and granted I watched it, I had some questions on the skating, but now you put him in an aggressive system and the pace is, is fine there. He's able to lead the rush, he's able to catch up back, he's able to use his edges down low and create and create separation. So When we're evaluating him against, you know, other AHL or NHL players and he's been able to to hold up, we're, we're not really concerned with the skating moving forward. On top of that, he's he was just turned 18 in September 14. So one of the youngest players in the draft. And now if you really evaluate him against this year's draft class, that makes it a little bit more even scale for for him compared to last year.
0: It's interesting that you brought that up. I'm glad you did. It's a conversation we have in the show often about understanding the environment a player is currently playing in and then potentially where he's going to play post post draft and how much that impacts the evaluation of what you see that player at that time. And Brad and I have both admitted to each other like off air we've been caught in those situations where there's a bit of a mis because we didn't put enough emphasis or weight on the tactical environment he's playing and what the coach is asking to do. It's no blame against the coach. He's got a, you know, he has a whole roster of players that he has to consider, not just that prospect. So I'm glad you brought that up Darren in that respect, because it just, it helps everybody, like especially the, our listeners who are not scouts to look at players a little bit differently in terms of just a reminder of like the environment That they're playing in and how much that can impact how you evaluate them in that respect and sometimes you get it incorrectly Uh, but we're going to take a short break on hockey prospect radio we'll be back right after these important messages every play every stat every breakdown on their own they're essential but all together they're undeniable introducing huddle instat
2: Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on and off ice development programs for hockey players. Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills, and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed, and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI based strength and conditioning programs, skating, and skill development. Sessions for Pro, Junior, Midget, Phantom, and Pee Wee. Contact us today at OutsideEdge.ca.